when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Austin Walker coming to you on recording. Am I real? Am I a person? Am I a machine? Who could say? No, no one knows. What's sad, uh, Internet, more like <laughs> That's What's good, Internet? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing is good. Everyone is sad. Everyone is crying. Don't be a human. Don't be a robot. What's existentially galling, Internet? <laughs> everything. Everything about near autom- uh, automata. Yeah. I almost did it. Just not. Just embrace it. This is like the Laura, Laura... Croft thing. Just so at some point, it gets embedded in your head that you're going to yes. say it the wrong way. Yes. So look, we'll just say up top. We We're realize there's up. a better way to say it. I'm yeah. probably going to end up saying <laughs> auto- automata. Automata. I don't care. Yeah. Hey, huge fucking spoiler for near automata. At the end, one of those helper bots just straight up says, "Thank you for playing near automata," and they say automata. <laughs> so that Do is they? canon. I didn't yes. even notice. Yes. Good. Yes. Justice. I'm Austin Walker. Joining me, as you can hear already, Patrick Klepik. Hello, hello, hello. And Giant Bomb's own Alex Navarro. Hey, everyone. Well, this is sort of like all Giant Bomb's own in a way. Yes, in a sense. <laughs> in the sense, this is a family reunion. The, the lost sons of Giant Bomb, the sad robots. Well, wait, no, I'm, I'm, I wasn't lost. I'm still there. Like, they, they didn't lose me. Oh, I just mean that, like, based on my time there, even when it was just you and me, we were the sad robot children of Giant Bomb. <laughs> oh, for Alex. sure, yes. No, I mean, yes. I will forever be the sad robot child of that website and the world. <laughs> and the world. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about Nier uh, Automata. We're going to, to talk probably a little bit about the original Nier uh, when it's relevant. Uh, and so this is your, your big warning up top that we're going to go deep into spoiler territory without any specifics, like, warnings going forward. Uh, and, like, other movies. Sounds- other TV shows, like if whatever you we seen want. Citizen Kane, like we're going to talk about that. It's fine. <laughs> we might spoil the near stage drama at some point. <laughs> That's a thing that exists. Uh, and, and so just heads up on that way. And, and if you haven't played this game and are still curious and listening, all right, stick it out. It's going to be sad. It's going to sound weird. We're going to say a bunch of nonsense that doesn't mean anything. So good luck with that. That's my kind uh, of Patrick, you were the one who came to me, Patrick, who said, like, Austin, stop everything you're doing. I yes. know you love Zelda. Yes. I know that you I are... I love Zelda. For... Right, right, totally. Uh, and you said, I know that you have some weird obligation to finish Mass Effect for some stupid reason. <laughs> yes, the... you should be playing. I, I read articles about it. I still haven't worked that part out, but I accepted it as a fact. <sighs> it's, it was bad. It was a waste of my time this year. But then you were like, oh, you have to play near Automata. Alex, you were in a, a similar boat. I just... Where do we even start with this thing? I get, well, I guess we, we should start with the first... Like, before we get to the new one, like, does anyone yes. have a relationship with the original Nier? 
other than remembering Justin McElroy getting dragged by the internet for <laughs> quitting a review because he didn't like the fishing mini game. Like that's that's like my one touchstone for near over the course of like the better part of eight years. This is literally my first Yoko Taro game, so I barely even have that McElroy flavored cultural touchstone for it. <laughs> uh, a decade ago in the game room of Hofstra University, my friend Sean was like, You have to see this weird ending of Drakengard. There's a weird lady in Tokyo. And I saw and I was I was like that's some shit right there. <laughs> that's that I'm gonna at some point in the future I'm gonna get around to that or something that has to do with that. And here we are. I, I also watched um I watched Polygon's Phil Kohler play a little bit of the first near uh for Stream Friends back in the day and, and he eventually stopped playing it. But I, as I'd seen that stuff and I and I have lots of friends who are deep in into near culture. Do you know what I mean? Well like, it's like I, I remember uh, around the time when I was at Giant Bomb, and I started playing like the you know Danganronpa and like these mm-hmm. other visual nine 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 and VLR, and like I was like specifically going down this rabbit hole of playing a bunch of uh, sort of like Japanese games that were like sort of off the beaten path that like were not I guess off the beaten path for like my own personal play style. And so right. when I was asking for recommendations, like the game that would come up over and over again was Near, which is like, hey, if you find this stuff interesting, you know, if you like the like the weird trippy storytelling in the like the 999 games like near is probably up your alley but i always got put off by the concept of playing it because and this is like long before i had like the time commitments of a, of, of a child but it was just like hey you gotta <laughs> saying you have to beat a game like five times is like the yeah. quickest way to like put me to sleep on ever having an, any interest in playing the game because it usually strikes me as a game that is just trying to waste my time as opposed to what like i learned with the you know the new game that actually I mean I don't know if it's as true in the original but you know I don't I never felt like you know Automata was wasting my time in the way it doled out its endings it was just that's most games end up doing that to give you you know an epilogue at the end that's thirty mm-hmm. seconds long that you know teases a, a sequel yeah like in right. this case this is you know the way it was described to me as I first sort of delved into it was. Each playthrough is more like a separate chapter or, uh, you know, a book within the, the larger volume. Uh, and that, you know, the last two endings aren't even actually things that you really have to replay very much of at all. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. The actual amount of, like, replayed content from the first section on is, like... I would say maybe half of the second playthrough, and that's it. And even that stuff is often flavored a little differently. Even if it's just, oh, I know what the name of this boss is now, or I get a, a different, like, weird fairy tale puppet show before or after to add some extra context around that enemy. Like, that stuff all made it feel fresh for that second time through. I did go into the third route feeling like, okay, I don't think I can do this again. And yeah. then, like, immediately, it, like, no, no, this is completely different. This is a totally different deal. Uh, and so for me, that, that totally paid off. And, and I was, I, I wish, I almost wish that we went, would go back in time and say, like, stop using the term playthrough for this, like, or, or something, because it just doesn't feel that way in actuality. It really does just, it does just feel like, uh, a more complete game. You know, I guess the the one knock against it here is that I could imagine a world in which there was Route 1 and then Route 2, and Route 1 does the thing that the A29S route does, where you're bopping between the two of them to tell a complete story right, right. instead. And, like, yeah, maybe that would be a, a more manageable game in this year that happens to have incredibly, <laughs> a really incredibly busy first quarter. But in a world in which that it, I hadn't spent so much time in all these other games, I'm I would be really happy that this game had so much replayability, so to speak, or such a long, such a long leg on it. Well, and the way it like doles out 
storytelling in the, you know, I think chapters is like the better way. Like, yes, you have to beat the game, but I think when you use the term beat the game, that's what threw me off on it. It was like the terminology, which was was both accurate but also like wildly misleading about what's actually happening upon like replaying. It's not even replaying the game again. You're just playing chapter two that happens to take you through (laughs) some content. Like, it's a tough thing to describe, especially if you don't want to spoil sort of like what makes it special. Like, part of the, you know, I'm I'm thankful that I took the risk because when I started the second playthrough and and it's start and I you know you're you're going on you know into the industrial area again and you're gonna you're like oh yeah that robot was real cool mm-hmm. with the the chainsaw the first time I guess but like man I don't okay, I don't want to do that a second time but then you realize you shifted perspectives like all of a sudden you're really excited to see what's happening once you realize you have like the access to the hacking mechanic, which very quickly wears out its welcome as like an actual mechanic, but you know opens up all sorts of storytelling. Like when you right. get to that first uh, major boss in uh, the amusement park, in the amusement where park, yeah. you realize like this wasn't just you know a, a you know a creature gone mad, but like the, the, well, they was a creature that had gone mad, but the reason it went mad it is like because mad. it was driven mad because it had no context for what it meant to be alive, and so it looked for humans for comfort well, and ended up eating robots. Two things. One, three things, and I'll get to the third one last because <laughs> that's a, a, a longer conversation. Two things. One, that robot's name, did you notice who the robot, robot was talking to? Who was the one who, like, wouldn't give it attention? I, it was, I had uh, an implication. Yeah, asshole I thought philosopher it, man, right? Yes, yes it's, it's Jean-Paul. Jean-Paul. Uh, and the reason yourself. So two, here's my like bullshit philosophy degree paying off. Uh-huh. Uh, her name is Simone. Uh, his name is Jean-Paul. Jean-Paul Sartre spent 30 years in a relationship with Simone de Beauvoir, whose last name I can never say, uh, who was like this, this prototypical feminist, like critical theorist. And their relationship is like storied and fucked up and weird and interesting and great, uh, but also like weird. And like that was just one of those moments where I was like, I see you, Yoko Taro. Yep. I see you fucking <laughs> going to the library. Uh, the second thing I wanted to say about that or about, about, you know, you said when this game gets special or you can kind of almost see it getting special as soon as you get into that second playthrough did you guys spill the bucket because you start that game you start that second playthrough and you're not even 9s yet you're a little machine you're one of the little like tinker toy robots that's right your brother is sick or dead and you're like i have to go get oil for my brother and you go to pick up a bucket yes i I completely forgot about that so so long ago yeah it happened so long ago i know but it's like it's it's one of the first moments when you're like oh shit like this game is doing shit. This this game is really going to go and do a different thing here. Obviously, it had already st- started to. I guess the word is humanize. It had started to put. It had started to to make you feel for the machines, even in your first playthrough. But in playthrough two, literally the first thing you're doing is trying to revive a dead machine as the machine's brother, and then nine s like making fun of it because like no idiot, you can't fix a dead machine. Yeah, fucking good luck, Dinas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You kind of get the. Well, I mean, you know, the context there obviously is that uh, the the androids by this stage still have no real conception or understanding right. of the idea that the machines could evolve beyond like the sort of what they determined to be randomized programming uh, yes. of the larger network they're a part of. So at that moment, he's just looking at it, it's like. I don't even know what I'm looking at. This this machine is just broken, doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. And it's saying brother over and over again. It must have heard that from somewhere. Yeah. Right. That, to me, ended up being, like, one of my favorite things about this game. One of the things that did make it special was that it... I mean, there are, like, 12 different things that are alive in this game, none of which are human, right? right. Like, even if you just count the main players of... Your high unit androids, or version androids, regular androids, of mm-hmm. which there is a distinction that, that you get late in the game... 
machines who are connected to the network, machines that aren't connected to the network, the big AI boss at the end of the game. That's even like that, 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 that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I've sort of blacked out on that part. <laughs> but I, I think all of it from uh, the AI thing before it splits into a billion things, mm-hmm. the AI thing after. And the thing that makes this game great for me is none of them are just conceptualized as being the same as human, but all of them are given the attention that human characters in stories about robots are given. If that makes sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like it, the the thing about them is that you know, the the androids despite being the most humanized of all of them uh aren't right. even necessarily trying to be human. They're just they just <laughs> happen to be more programmed that way and their real their only real interest in humanity is protecting it. Like they're not trying to mm-hmm. emulate or be like humans. I mean, they have like sort of emotional responses. But, like, they seem far less interested in it than a lot of those sort of rogue sect uh, robot societies that are all sort of, like, studying and trying to understand and grasp concepts of humanity, uh, sometimes to hilarious effect, often to deeply tragic and horrifying effect. Almost always. Yeah. Oh, just about almost always. <laughs> even when it's good, right? Like, even even Pascal's Village, which is, like, for me, the emotional linchpin of this game, yes. is, like... Uh, you were the chosen one, Pascal. Like, you were the one who figured it out. You were the one The who... enlightened robot that was going to lead all of them, like some sort of yes. religious figure. Like, there was a w- version when I first encountered Pascal that, which, like, you know, as an aside, it's also interesting how the game, like, does weird shit with gender um, yes. with Pascal. Um, but, um, it, you know, you can easily imagine Pascal becoming some sort of a religious figure that, like, leads a movement. And then, like, like there, there's a version there's a version of that game where, like, you could have seen that written. But, like, that's the... The way less interesting version because that's the version you could imagine as right. opposed to the version that plays out, which um, the, when I, you know, I've written about the, the game, you know, the version I saw was, you know, when, when Pascal decides to rebel against the decision that they've made to, to not engage in combat, to defend the children of, of their village, and then goes in, you know, finds that they've uh, committed suicide because they were given, you know, like fear and empathy and then decided that was too much and decided to kill themselves. And then you're given the option to either, uh, uh, you know, delete uh, Pascal's uh, memories or leave. And when I tried to leave... The, the game comes up the prompt where it says – Pascal has some dialogue that says, please come back. Like we need to oh, – you need man. to, you know, uh, come delete my memories. And so I interpreted that as the game saying, like a lot of games do, that, hey, this is gated. You need to – like, hey, come make the hard right. decision. Got to delete those memories. And so I deleted Pascal's memories because I interpreted that as a gating of the game, which I then later found out – you can just leave and just leave, leave Pascal with Willis, which was with a preferable option. I thought if Pascal was going to go on this emotional arc, like the while it was difficult, like the preferable route was for Pascal to engage with those memories and try and live on from there. Oh. But then, um, I guess when if you wipe Pascal's memories and then go back into the village, uh-huh. you then find Pascal selling the parts of the children that had committed yep. suicide in that yep. room. And I didn't discover any of this, but I'm, I wish I hadn't read it because I was at least semi-okay with how I left things. Yeah, <laughs> Do you no. know what happens like, if you actually walk out of the room? No. Okay. Yeah, so I ended up deleting the memories because I just... I didn't think that there was a third option in the right. moment. And right. I just didn't... I didn't consider it. And... 
by the way, fuck you for jumping right into this one, by the way, because this, this is the fucking, this is the moment it in this sucks, game where I man. actually had to get up and walk around the block a few times because I know. I was so, so infuri- not infuriated at the game, but just infuriated at the things I was being forced to feel as a result. Uh, <laughs> it's not just that you have to delete the memories. You go into the hacking minigame, and each memory comes with a fucking audio clip of his happy moments with these children in the the whole, you know, sort of his relationship with them. And, you know, as you kill each one, you're essentially just killing this happy fucking, you know, I love you, I'm gonna always protect you thing. And it's just, it's just an absolute dagger to the heart. Mm Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's really rough. And and for me, the other thing was, it happened... So I'd been playing this game for hours and hours and hours, and uh, it was like a night I'd already put six or seven hours into the game, and I got to a bit that was, I was doing side quests as a two, and the one of the, a bunch of them were came out of Pascal's Village, and so uh, it was like, go get the, go get iron or whatever to build these kids some toys, and I did that, and literally the last thing I did was building the kids a slide that adds a real slide into Pascal's village that you can literally slide down. Um, and there's just this moment of almost domestic bliss where it was just like, mm, this is, they don't let you build toys for children unless they're about to fucking snatch that away from you. Well, and see, and I and, had to live with the fact that I never got to do that. Like, because right, there's a certain, just, there's oh. an event that triggers what happens. Like there's a moment where you can get the sub, the side quest to go get those items. And then I went to go do something else which I didn't right. think was, you know... There's a thing, a- the thing with Pascal is they're like, oh, can you go get these books for me? I'm reading yes. about philosophy. Let me, can, I, can you pick up these books? And the second you touch one of those books, yep. you get the call that's like, oh, no, everything's bad. And <laughs> the zombie robots like, have showed up. Oh, man. Oh, what a miserable moment. And that's not to say the rest of it isn't miserable, too, right? Like, but it's, it's just miserable in ca- very different ways. Yeah, and it's also the character that is, like, the most... If they're, like three main characters in the game like mm-hmm. Pascal is the third main character even if it's not one that is that is playable, playable like it is it is the one sense. and it's, it's the one of uh the not main characters that is sort of fleshed out to the degree that I don't know like it always made me happy to go to that village because that music was so good and then occasionally you would run off to the right so you can maybe hear a little bit of that amusement park music yeah. uh, which is also great all yeah. the music in this game is oh, dope yeah. is like so good well the, the other thing there that's interesting is Pascal's village always felt safe. Like, you yeah. never fought people there for up until that point in the game. And Pascal was a pacifist, and they were all pacifists. Whereas, at least, like, in the resistance zone, like, oh, yeah, there's a big boss nearby, or there's, you know, you go to the amusement park and everyone's chill, but then you fight uh, a bunch of enemies, you know, further into that level. And so, you, it, for me, the big, the first bit of big tragedy with Pascal was like, please don't make me play as Pascal and make me hurt people. Please don't make me, like, be the thing that swings the fist. Like, I don't ever want... Pascal's too pure to be a player character. Let me be these... Not only do they make you swing the fist, they make you swing literally (laughs) the biggest fist in the game. Yes. I will say, like, as as much uh, as I I love Pascal as sort of like a a, a pacifist character that is very much just trying to find a way to, to let his his enclave of robots survive without having to get involved in the conflict directly. I I would be lying if I didn't say a little 
like triumphant yelp didn't escape oh. my mouth. The second Pascal comes swooping in, jumps on that angles bot, and just yeah. fucking like just starts rodeo riding that thing straight <laughs> into that fucking wave of tanks that is like coming straight at you. It's dope. Like don't yeah, don't get me wrong. It's like it's a power up moment. It's the most anime bullshit. I love it. Uh, but it, it was also this thing of like I wish you didn't have to do this. Like yeah. I'm so sorry you got pushed to this because. Part of the thing that made his village so so cool was they had seemed to be so so one of the key conflicts in this game is like where do you look for where do you go for order in your life do you go to religion do you go to to sex and and to like that sort of like sexuality and, and socialization around attraction do you go to military authority do you go to some sort of like uh, hierarchy where you think you have a king um, and Pascal's village was like mm, like none of that feels right to us like i think we want to just build a community together and uh one of the things that's great about the game is like even the yorha units don't ever have that have that uh existential threat until the end of the game because they are they have such a a formal clear sense of duty and structure uh and then to so to have the one place where it seemed open where they could change what they wanted to be have that shut down is just like so devastating for me well they also seem to be like you know the one sort of, like, sect of the various groups and how they interpreted sort of, like, what was left behind on right. the planet Earth, that they, while uh, humanistic in some forms, because uh, whether by virtue of that's just how they have to be presented in the game, they also, they didn't seem to necessarily follow or look for the remnants of humanity as the path forward. Like, like right. although they took on human traits through, like, virtue of programming and sort of natural evolution from that base programming, like, they didn't seem to, like, you know, like Simone, or, like, Simone looked to, like, traditional sort of values of beauty and love and sex as, like, her way of finding happiness or finding attraction. Um, mm-hmm. It's like Pascal seemed to imbue the community with a sense of, like, we'll figure it out in the way yes. that works for us as opposed to let's look to essentially what are the gods of planet Earth, which is, like, the remnants of humanity, like, in a both, like, literal sense for, like, the Yorha units, and then, like, in sort of a, sort of, like, figurative sense for, like, the sort of archaeological work that a lot of the other groups on Earth end up doing because that's what's around them, like, Pascal and and, and his group just sort of said, eh, like, I mean, we'll take what we can, but, uh, you know, right. we're not going to be, you know, slavish to what they've left behind as, like, that being the path forward. And the, so, th- well, so the interesting thing, though, is that, like, because Pascal's group is sort of the only one that is sort of like a true neutral in the grand scheme of things, they're also the only ones, like you said, that don't necessarily go down that path of like trying to find some system that existed in human history that would apply to them directly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those different parts, like the you know the Forest Kingdom with their their weird king that they eventually put into a baby and then don't understand why it doesn't grow. <laughs> Uh, so good. Or the fucking, uh, the, the, the religious cult that takes over the factory that, you know, sort of eventually just turns into a straight up death cult. Like all of those different segments are, you know, I, I think fairly broad, but understandable criticisms of like those kinds of systems and the ways that they can go wrong, especially when applied in hands that don't fully understand them. Whereas with, with, uh, with Pascal's village, the only real criticism there is that like, it's cool that you want to do that. 
But right. you can't do that without conflict because and in, you you live in the world like yeah. there you don't get to retreat to the mountain and be a pacifist monk who doesn't engage with things like the world will come and find you. Yeah, theirs is the only one that doesn't fall apart by its own virtue. It's an outside right. force that eventually comes barreling in that they're just not prepared for because they just don't want to commit themselves to that kind of mentality. And so in the end, you know, when Pascal sort of realizes that like okay. I don't like this, but to save these children, or to try to save these children, uh, I'm going to do violence here. It didn't necessarily feel like a betrayal of anything. It felt like uh, finally coming to terms with the fact that, like, as much as we want this sort of, you know, kind of utopic vision of, you know, like what a polite and friendly society can be, (laughs) there's always going to be some kind of external threat out there in the world that maybe doesn't necessarily have, like, you know, any real malice. It's just out to get you because... A fucking logic virus, you know, like anything could just come at you at any moment. You have to be prepared for it. And, you know, in the end, his mistake ultimately was in trying to imbibe or imbue the, the, the children with something like fear, which ultimately turned against them. But in his ideals for society weren't necessarily undone by that. It's just that it was a a coming to terms with something. Right, a version of the world in which they had never run into the weird logic virus. They probably would have continued to prosper. Yeah. But that is not Nier. Nier is a game in which you can so clearly see a positive path forward. Like, literally, one of the things I like about endings A and B is oh, here is what the happy ending for these two characters might look like. If, they, if you're so desperate for it, you go ahead and stop playing right now. Oh, look, you know, uh, 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 2B and 9S uh, live and happily ever after. Here's a flower. Uh, um, but that's not the world you get. You end up having to dig back in. And for me, that transition from playthrough B to playthrough C or playthrough 2 to playthrough 3, where it it shifts from what you expect to be that the beginning of the game again to, Oh no, actually we're moving forward. And now, uh, and now to be is dressed up like a weird fascist stormtrooper, Uh, <laughs> and like your is showing its true colors with like all black. Everything is really good. And like instantly says like, Oh no, no, no. You thought it was complicated when we revealed that all the humans were dead and all the aliens are dead. No, it's complicated now because now we're going to keep moving forward with this stuff. And, inevitably there will be cost and there is and I, I, i'm curious like you know we talked a lot about pascal did, did the 2b 9s a2 drama touch you guys at all the a2 stuff less i think because i got so wrapped up in the like pascal stuff that like yeah <laughs> that sort of cratered me emotionally and i like and i think like the 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 uh the last couple hours of the game get like if I break it down, like and taking away the ending e and like the you know sort of like the the purity yeah, yeah, of which that, we'll but get like to. yeah, but like the very like you know it goes full anime, you know, in those like hours when you're getting like the AI and stuff like that in a way that you know I if I sat down and broke it down to myself like what's happening, I found it interesting, mm-hmm. but there was sort of so much going on that um I found I I enjoyed it when it was a little. Not uh, not simpler, but like you know that rev- the, I think the final reveal that, like hit me with as as much impact was like the discovery that the Yorha units were you know like that the humans didn't exist. There was no human civilization. They right. were all be playing for fools. They were like fake. All those, and then you think back to all those uh, fake uh, radio blasts you were getting like throughout your playthrough that were you know these you know jingoistic uh, like fight the robots you know or fight the aliens I guess like like save the earth and, like to know that none of that exists like to know that like the Yorha were like 
meant to just be destroyed as part of this sort of like circular uh, path that everything goes through. We're like that, that was sort of like the last big bomb for me in terms of the way they pe- were peeling away these different layers. It's incredibly tragic. But then there's that that quote where I think they say like something along the lines of you know like well everyone needs a god to look for mm-hmm. you know and and like that line imbues a lot of the sort of mythology of the game and a lot and motivates a lot of the character. You know, even if it's not religious, like. God can mean a lot of different things, and you know the concept of like a God means a lot of things to a lot of different people in the world of near and like the idea that humans who are extinct became gods and then had to be mythologized as gods so that the the robots had something to or the androids i guess had something to fight for is like something both understandable and then undeniably tragic yeah i mean it's for me you know gods in this case very very much just ties specifically into purpose the idea of like why are you here what are you doing what is what what is driving you forward at any given moment and for me like the first ending where you just you know you you very gently choke the life out of 9s uh, and then he comes back <laughs> as the as the other robot uh, it was just sort of a goofy thing, like, like oh, okay, yeah. I, I still did, I, by that point, I still didn't really understand what the Adam and Eve ship even really was. Uh, yeah, I didn't well. necessarily grasp, like, where any of that was going. I was just like, okay, well, this is just, like, big, stupid action game stuff, so I'm just going to kind of go with it. Uh, the, the 9S stuff, where you kind of start to understand that, like, oh, yeah, the whole humanity thing was, you know, sort of a, a devised lie to sort of give purpose to this entire, you know, segment of this this uh, you know, machine population. Uh, you know, that that was a little more interesting to me and uh, it like I kind of felt it coming, like it seemed like that just the way that those, you know, robot messages were coming through from the moon and the way everyone just sort of talked about humanity in this very sort of distant kind of term felt to me like Okay, they're not gonna bring yeah. humans into this at any point because yeah. that they would have done that by now if they were going to. Um, for me, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, you don't go for it's it. It's like the, one of the big twists there on on the Yorham unit specifically. I don't remember if this was in one of the side files you could read or if it was a main. I think it's a main thing that 9S discovers is like, oh no, we're literally machines. Like, yes. literally the same stuff that's in machine cores is in Yorha units. Yeah, like the, and the, the, the I really like the same that material. specific twist. Yeah, it's the exact right. same material that they use to build the machine cores is what uh, they use to, to fashion the Yorha units. Uh, and, you know, that's that's an interesting twist on it, especially cons- – I so the one thing I was never completely clear on, and this might be something that I didn't get from not having played the original Nier, uh, is that I know that the humans <laughs> created androids because yes, uh, right. there was a whole thing involving, like, Project Gestalt <sighs> and the – Deep breath. Devil oh, God, and the, yeah. And the the devil and what's the other one's name? Popola. Popola. Devil and Popola. So yeah. I kn- I knew that they were tied into that stuff somehow, but I didn't really understand why there were still androids on Earth that had been repurposed for this fight years and years after humanity had gone, and then like a hum- an alien invasion showed up after humanity had already disappeared. Does that make sense? Like I don't. I that didn't quite. Does guess. make sense, and I'm too far away from my my. If you asked rem- me a month ago, like right. I probably could have given you like a fifty percent answer, and now I'm at like fifteen. But like you know, like in the original near, you know, humanity is hit by a virus because of ending E to Dragon Guard three, and then like and their inability to preserve human bodies, they find a way to extract the souls from. Which those become gestalt, right? 
Right, that's Project uh, Gestalt, is trying yes. to upload human consciousnesses into a sort of AI uh, thing. Right, and then, like, part of Nier is that uh, they don't, what is it, they don't know okay. that, right? Like, the Gestalts become, right. con- they become uh, conscious on their own, pro- like, the Gestalts pre-being downloaded with AI become their own set of consciousness, but then you're able to find like the soul and so like they both like cause isn't part of near like there's a character who's both right like or something uh, like, let's this is there's some good videos on the near? internet yes yes near is, near, that near is both of those things right yeah. there is near replicant and also near gestalt right and, replicant and gestalt and like yeah yes. one yeah and like part of near is that is like there are characters who discover their like other halves and then it's like what is the one that is not actually naturally the thing that I think it is, like, what does that mean it is? And should it sacrifice itself for that AI dump? So, like, all that happens, and then I guess at some point there's an AI, and part of Project Gestalt is also hiding the fact that humanity died a long... Like, humanity, a while like, ago. humanity perished, like, in the Drakengard 3 era. Like, long, like humanity is gone at, at the beginning of Nier, and then, like, the lie is perpetuated through Nier... And, and near automata and like but the idea is that you're built to to save humanity and to research ways to save humanity if you take that away that's their base programming and so then like without that what would they do and so right, they have no reason to exist and right. so this is sort of a way of you know in, in creating some kind of purpose uh for an, a machine race that is already there and just has nothing to do Right, and then the Yorha, the Yorha operation is specifically to then go do that thing that is creating a reason for the androids to continue living, right? Like, right. oh, your Project Yorha is meant to to create that notion that we have a reason to live, which is to protect the humans on the moon, etc. Um, and and what Adam and Eve end up wanting to do is to destroy that, and then also leave on a spaceship. <laughs> yep. That's also a thing that they want to do, <laughs> is go to the stars. Um, which is, again, like kind of an interesting thing of just like, fuck Earth, fuck all of these, we, we can't ever recreate ourselves in our own image. We can never find a version of life we'll be happy with so long as all we have around us for reference is human stuff. Let's get out of here and go and go rebuild from the, from scratch. And 9S, if you want to come with us, buddy, you jump on board. Well, and then there's yeah. also, you know, like, there's, there are instances in the game where they explore the idea of, like, if you become aware of your purpose and that your purpose is no longer compatible with what's around mm. you, like, there's the wise robot side quest yes. where, you know, you essentially talk to a series of robots that have become conscious, aware, and upset over the fact that they were built for war. They no longer want to participate in war they don't see the purpose and yet that's what they're built for and so they it essentially drives them mad yeah and concluding with that you know the, the the one that you talked to on the tower that when it confesses you know sort of the context that you've had for the previous wise robots you've encountered you know it commits suicide because and it disconnected from the network so it's an actual suicide for um uh, the robot as opposed to just being you know sort of like reborn in a different uh, body and like that le- leads you to a pretty dark interpretation of like what 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 it could be like if you lose that sense of purpose um because those robot robots couldn't just handle it if you lose that well, sense that, of purpose and you don't have a community around you to sort right. of try and pick you up and give you that direction because you know obviously there are these different enclaves within the world that have sort of found their own little communities to varying degrees of success very few of them actually successful uh but you know they, they at the very least like they like you know the people who are defending the forest king 
they don't really care that their forest king is dead even after you you know a2 shows up and and finally offs it like they're still there defending their kingdom because that they've decided that that is their thing uh but you know if you're just a random robot wandering around or you haven't found your way into any of that you know there that is those that side quest line is probably one of my favorites because it does sort of just you know position these sort of like individual bots that have not really found any sort of uh, direction that makes sense to them or, you know, any group that would accept them. And like you said, it was eventually just kind of driven mad by the fact that they have nowhere to go and nothing to do. Well, and so that is the core conflict of the 2B9SA2 like triangle also, right. right? Which is the entire game is 2B needs 9S to do her mission, but also her mission at the end of the day is to kill 9S if he gets curious enough when he eventually like inevitably figures out what happened she is not in fact 2b she's in fact 2e type you know type 2 executioner or, or whatever now, did, number did, two did, executioner did either of you do the side quest where you meet the other yes, e unit totally and like that mission totally changes once you realize in your mind like oh 2b knew the whole time what she was fucking going after and like all of 9s all, you know, all the dialogue that they have about, like, what a monster she is, like, 2B's weird, awkward silences around that aren't just like, oh, I have complicated thoughts about that. It's, oh, I'm one of these two. Yeah. Uh, that is my purpose. My purpose is to eventually kill uh, 9S. And I think um, that's because and- that's why there's, like, a line at the end of the first ending that's something along the lines of, like, I'm sorry, or, like, we've done this before. Like, there, it's, there's an illusion to, like, yes, this has happened. Totally dozens hundreds thousands hundreds of, of times, times before yeah well, and so that's the the thing so the thing that ended up sticking with me with the, with them like their relationship and the tragedy around them didn't really hit me until days later after thinking about it more and more and more there's a bit at which uh, a friend of mine robert was like hey austin who called him nine at, or who called him nines and i was like no one like duh no one called him nines he's like a dweeb who like wants to be called nines and then it hit me later like oh no you like 2B calls him nines in weird past lives he half remembers. Yeah. When he thinks every... Because he doesn't have partners. He says that early on. He's like, I don't normally work with anybody. But then he also says, people always call me nines. And like, yeah, she does. She does call him nines right before she kills him every time, which is great. Uh, yeah. And then the, the second thing there with them... Uh, for me that, that ended up sticking with me was that there's that great moment of where one of the bosses, I think it was, I want to say it was Adam, maybe it wasn't, I don't remember who it was, is like, oh, you want to bleep her, and it's a four-letter word that's bleeped out, and the first time through, you're like, oh, he said fuck, like, oh, he's talking about how 9S clearly has this huge crush on 2B, but then in the final, one of the final endings in, in, in uh, C or D, you get that conversation between A2 and 9S, where she's like, of course, you already know this, but she's 2E, and you understand what all this is, uh, and you always have. And so suddenly, it repaints their relationship as like, oh, they're both playing along. They both know what's up, and they like this brief moment that they can have together, both 2B and 9S, where they don't have to confront the fact that... When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 
that their natural purposes are terrible. Yeah. Uh, or their, their assigned purposes are terrible. And so that that note of like, oh, you just want to bleep her could also be kill her or right. hurt her or any other four-letter word. And I love it when a game kind of recontextualizes its own like dialogue or its own scenes. And this game does that all the time. Yeah, so, it, it does it, a good job. Fan. It does a really good job with it, too, because it doesn't feel like that sort of like, okay, we're actually just retconning things that you sort right. of, you know, gra- maybe thought one were happening in one section, but not another. Like that, those early scenes, like in the first playthrough, where, you know, you're you're doing the raid on the factory and, you know, to be clearly doesn't want to talk to 9S really unless she absolutely has to and is yeah. being sort of, you know, shitty about it. Like, they don't play that up later as like, you know, oh, well, the, actually she was being, you know, terrible to him for this reason. Like, it doesn't feel like you go back and I actually started over the game and just started playing through that scene and I was like, if you know that going in, the way yeah. that she is brusque with him is very specific like you it doesn't just feel like oh i'm just i'm not i don't get along with people so whatever yeah. it's this very specific like i don't want to talk to you right. and it comes across like seeing it again it was just like oh god it like they actually play it really well this is why she doesn't want to get emotional yeah it's not because it's some rule or whatever it's because she knows what it's like to, to redevelop this emotional attachment over and over and over again and have to fucking kill this dude and the way she reacts when you know the they they have to touch the black boxes to to kill the you know the the, the, the when they're surrounded by the angles bots uh, and she starts, you know, uh, gasping about how, you know, the version that gets uploaded back to right. uh, the the bunker won't be the you that's right now. And the reason that she's pissed is because she's not killing him because he's learned anything. She's right. killing him because they're in a fucked up situation. They have no choice. Yeah. And she has to hit the reset button before she wants to. Yeah, totally. Fucked up situation. Yep. Uh, we've been going for a little while. What do you guys think about taking some questions? Sure. Taking into the old question bucket. So this comes in from Jackson, uh, who says, Yoko Taro has stated that he doesn't want to lay out the quote-unquote moral of the story for players. He would rather people make their own meaning. What do you think the, are your personal take-home messages from the game? Mm. Well, it's interesting because I've, I've read that, you know, having not played his previous games, except sort of like we're seeing YouTube videos and sort of like general sort of like synopsis, is like he's generally down like not hopeful like things are bad they're always going to be bad humanity sucks like stop having any faith in it like it's all bullshit we're just wasting our time and i remember reading in an interview with him where he talked about how you know like you know there's an ending to this game sort of like the ending ending that you know portends not necessarily hope but like an attempt that maybe there's a version that is hopeful or could be better if you try again um, and so, like, I think largely the game is not necessarily cynical as much as it's just, like, it it doesn't feel cynical, or it feels cynical in a way that feels earned, right? right. Like, as opposed to being cynical for just the sake of being negative and like, ah, humanity sucks. Like, it feels like it's an, it's an earned critique of humanity and, like, different social and societal constructs, but like the very end gives you this hopeful idea that like that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try like maybe right. it's all, maybe it is all, day. yeah maybe it is all for nothing maybe it all sucks and it's always going to suck and there's nothing you can do about that but that like if your purpose shouldn't be to not give it a shot yeah, what's then, the alternative, bud? Like, you just want to just lay right. there forever? Like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I guess that makes the you know what? You know what? If you want to lay there forever, cool. Like, awesome. I'm not going to judge you. That's what this game says. But then it does say like, but hey, if you did give it a shot, 
there is a chance that this time it might turn out a little different. Who knows? Yeah. There's a line in a book, philosophical pessimism text, uh, Conspiracy Against the Human Race, where the, the writer talks a little bit about how, like, if you're so pessimistic about human society and the way the world works and the way things are, why don't you just kill yourself? Why don't you just stop living? Because obviously that's a much more preferable option to you. And he kind of talks about like, well, look, just because we've been brought into this world and we don't care for it and we don't like the way that, you know, uh, existence sort of feels and, and just sort of is like, doesn't mean that, you know, the, a better alternative is just to be dead. That the mm. idea is that you should just quit and give up. You know, you may not want to perpetuate it. You may not want to, you know, continue to participate it in a way that sort of like, you know, or have children and sort of be, you know, kind of part of this larger society. But you're here. And, you know, being suicidal is not necessarily a better option than just sort of, you know, living through existence and just sort of doing what you can to make it less miserable for the other people who are here to share this with you. <laughs> right. And, you know, totally. that's that's kind of the way I looked at it very when I was playing. It was not so much that, you know, Yoko Taro thinks the world sucks and isn't worth living. It's that there are so many things about humanity that are just a nightmare. And, you know, especially when sort of taken in by these, you know, these these new kinds of existences uh, that don't really understand a lot of the concepts that were sort of ingrained in humanity. And they're just trying to apply them and not doing a very good job. Uh, they... You know, it, it's more, it's a critique. It's not necessarily, a, you know, just a, like you said, it's not just a cynical sort of, you know, just dumping on everything. Like, the, mm -hmm. it's it's trying to find the moments of humanity that make sense and that work and that feel like they're worth having, even amid all the various ways that everything can and will go wrong. Totally. Does that make sense? I, uh, I, I, I yeah, sort of I rambling totally there does. toward the end, but a little bit. But but I think that given the game and the, the topic, that might be okay. Yeah, you know, I, the game a is a little rambly. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and for whatever reason, I think that that is normally pretty charming. It tends to know when it tends to know exactly how long it's you're allowed to to ramble before turning into like a new weird shooter sequence or whatever the next big spectacle moment is. You know. Um, this one comes in from uh, a person whose name I've already lost. Uh, they ask, I've already lost their name, fuck. If, if we did any of the weapon stories and whether or not we thought anything about, about those, that, you know, in the previous uh, Yokotaro games, there was this thing where you could level up weapons and then get uh, little stories. And, and they're just curious if we did that with any of these and if any of them stuck out for us. I, I, di I, I, I didn't. <laughs> like, I, knew they have. Were, I knew they were should there, have. but I... The side quests were grindy enough that the concept of like going to find parts to mm. upgrade these weapons was just too. That was a bridge too far for what this game was asking me. So like I saw some of them, and like yeah. so there were the couple that I did saw intrigued me. And then if I could have paid nine ninety nine for a near weapon <laughs> season pass, I would have just done that and just read them all like cuz i had i was so overpowered i was i had so much stuff by the end but i didn't mm -hmm. have these very specific pieces and i didn't want to like go to game facts and figure it out yeah, but i've been but i'm meaning to go and just read them because the couple i saw um were really interesting you should they're all really they're not all the best or whatever like some of them are pretty goofy or or they go the other way which is like they start out really goofy and they turn really serious like like the whole game does but there are a couple that stuck with me i of course Went to Pascal's village after wiping his memory and bought the 
weapons from him, and the weapons were made from the heads of the machine children. Um, I'm actually kind of glad I didn't go back after that. (laughs) Yeah, you were right, too. The story on those was just four lines, and each level that you you increased it, you got one more line, and it was, I lack parts, I am useless, my existence is unnecessary, I tried, I tried so hard, Mommy. And like, man, Yokotaro, why you gotta do me like this, man? (laughs) Yeah, for my part, I did end up up collecting a fair number of the weapons, uh, not all, uh, and I did upgrade them kind of as much as I could. Uh, Like, I found that one uh, weaponsmith in the Forest Kingdom that will let you upgrade to level four for a lot of that stuff. I don't know if there was another one besides him that let you go even higher than that, but... uh, I think that's the cap. I think most of them have four levels of story and four levels of, like like special attacks and stuff like that. So I, I like, I read through some of them. I wasn't paying super close attention. Uh, like one of the things I, I maybe regret about playing through it was that I was kind of fixated on just trying to get through the story. Cause one, I wanted to be able to do this. Uh, but two, uh, I, I just sort of was more engaged with the, the on-screen action than I think I was with a lot of the tech stuff. So I didn't dig super deep into the weapon stories or, like, some of the the items that you find that have, like, you know, the little little story bits attached to them. I read them, but I, I, I more, mostly skimmed. Let's see. One more here from this – one, this one's solid in its own right uh, – from, from Davin, who says, How do you cope with the machines being really cute and sweet and sad? I found it hard to beat them up, especially after the bucket scene or finding out that waving flags is fun. I don't know what that last <laughs> part is, and I'm nervous. Did, does a robot learn that waving flags is fun? No, it's when you first make it to the, the robot village, and they're – Oh, they're, that's yeah. right. No, I forgot about that. Uh, in the robot village is where I had my first encounter with accidentally hitting R1, like around a bunch of like friendly robots. <sighs> and like your first incident, wait. <laughs> Well, but no, like ones like these like robots, robots are, that weren't antagonists. I know. Yeah, they weren't. No, no, antagonists. I'm going the other way. There, there wasn't a second incident, right? You didn't continue to hurt innocent robots. I don't did believe you? so. Not that okay. I'm aware of. I, I like. I, I had a moment in the amusement park where they were all passive, and so I just started beating the shit out of them. So I did the same thing until like I accidentally had a dialogue with one of them and went, "Oh no, no!" Oh. I, like, and then like you know they all reset and or rejoined the network and just got dumped in. I'm like, I'm not sure narratively how it worked out, but then realized I had killed like a father and daughter combination. Like, not um, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean. To. I'm apologizing. So, to. so totally. I killed every bot in front of the <laughs> the amusement park, and then when I started to go in and I ran into like the family family of robots i was like oh something's not right here i should stop doing this i should stop murdering these robots oh but also there's this tank so i should definitely fight this tank and then i went back the second time and it was like oh i don't have to fight the tank oh fuck the the tank tank won't attack if i don't attack it doesn't attack they were so happy confetti they were just a happy tank alex um this comes in from mitchell who says uh this is wonderful timing, as I just saw the ending of Nier not an hour ago. I was wondering what side quests hit you all the hardest. For me, a series of side quests involving a shut-in robot in the village was cute and funny as I was completing them, but as the village burned hours later, I felt an unbearable <laughs> sadness knowing that the robot child was still in the hut, burning alive because of his social anxiety. Thanks oh, for reading. God. Is that, Spoilers. Is that confirmed, or is uh, that... Well, is that just the thing us? that happened. I went back there with, as a two, which I mentioned, uh-huh. uh, and went up to that hut and was like, oh, it's locked, shit. And I like, swung my swords, and it hit something inside and broke it, and I got, like, drops from it. Something oh. like machine gear parts. Oh, well, and then you're the true I, monster. It's me, the true monster. I should have gone back as 9S, who could have opened the door. 
And then maybe at least there would have been I, – I don't know if he would have still been in there safe and sound. And if so, could have he come out and hung out with Pascal and maybe they could have been buds? Like, I, uh, All I know <sighs> is that when I was running around trying to kill the zombie robots uh, during that attack, uh, I did kind of glance upward to see which parts of the village were on fire just in case our friend with the, the, the special locks and shut-in tendencies might have uh, maybe found a way out. Uh, that door was still sealed up and it was extremely on fire. No. It was extremely uh, I, on fire. And then the side quest for me was the one I already talked about, was the wise robots. Um, yeah. That's, that's the one that, you know, it was just the the way the robot just, like, casually just jumps and just kills itself. <laughs> like, it was just, like, I was it was unexpected. Like, there were, like, every single side quest is, like, interesting and sad. You know, like, there's the... Um, the couple that you can help. The couple is the next one that definitely uh, came so to mind. I for didn't me. finish that one because. Oh, so, wow. so, so here's. <laughs> oh no! So t- tell me what happens because here, here's what happened to me was that I didn't finish it on the 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 two B playthrough and I was like, right, okay, right. well I can redo these ones that I didn't finish in the nine S section, but something happened where I got through the first step of it again, but when I went to the flooded city where you're supposed to meet up with them the second time, they never showed up. So I don't know if that oh, was just weird. a glitch. Yeah, there's some triggering issues definitely in this game. It's like the things didn't line up right and the trigger didn't didn't go off and now they're not in the right place for sure. So, so what happens if you give them the, the next- money? Oh, so you give no. them the money. Yeah, take and, it away, Austin. <laughs> and I'll just sit here and lay on the floor. Oh, no. God. <laughs> so you <laughs> you give them the money because remember they need the money to give it to basically a coyote right like he's right. going to like see them across the ocean to a different place and it's a lot uh, of money in your first playthrough like I didn't have enough money to, I didn't have enough to give it to him the first time then the second playthrough you just have way too much money because you get to <sighs> solve those machine cores so I couldn't give him the money the first time around and then had to right. do it in the second playthrough um, and so you give them the money. And then you find just one of them. Do you remember which one it is? Do you remember um, if it's the dude or the lady? There are like mo- there are moments where like you find you isolate both of them, I believe, before. Well, like so, yeah. What ends up happening is they end up like, oh no, uh, they didn't get across. The guy screwed them over and took their money. Of right. course, right. And then you are you end up getting them both back, and you you reunite them. And then she says, so now I'm I'm. Blanking out on what her request was. was oh, like, oh, 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 oh! I do remember. You have to get some parts for her, right? You have to get some parts for her to like repair him or whatever. And then you meet him and, in the desert, right? And then you end up meeting them both in the at the front of the amusement park, I think. And she's like, "Okay, we're gonna both erase our memories and just go back to the way it was. We can't, we can't go on remembering that we tried to escape and we couldn't." Yeah. And she's like, "All right, on three, we're you and me, buddy. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna reset our memories." It's like three, two, one, and then. She doesn't reset her memory, but he does. So she remembers everything on purpose. His mind goes blank. And she's basically just like, he wasn't like a tough enough dude to do this. And also and it implies this, that she's done it a bunch of times. Oh, a before. bunch of times. Yes. Wow. It's wow. like, oh, yeah. we'll just, and, and, and you, like, the, you know, the, there's like a line of dialogue that is like meant to imply, like, shouldn't you feel bad about this? And she's, no, like, I've, this is like, you know, I've done this 34, you know, maybe hundreds of times. Like, I'm just waiting till I can finally train this dude to, to be the thing that I wanted the first time around. So she's yep, essentially trying sixth... to rewrite his personality and her Literally. Own, her, to her own designs. Yeah. Yes, like, exactly like that. And I think she's done it five times before. This is the sixth time. And then, and then afterwards, Pascal's like, oh, I guess women can be scary. <laughs> like, okay, Pascal. Okay, That's a lesson, bye. sure. That's a lesson. If you want to take that away from it, sure. So that one stuck with me for sure. Um, 
I you know I think one of the things that we we didn't talk about here, and this is a question that that gets into this, is what did you think about Pods O four two and one five three gaining mm. self determination, and O four two's own wants being tied to the players' agency in refusing the outcome given to them and fighting for their happy ending? I think that's a good jumping off question. To then talk about what that ending is. Uh, before um, we do that, I, I did want to mention one side quest that yes, uh, please. That I like. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to take it back, but uh, no, 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 definitely. There, there were a bunch of ones that I really liked. Uh, I liked the E. Uh, robot one where you kind of figure out what's happening there. I like the one with the the woman in the the resistance camp who wants you to find her. I, I forget if it's like multiple comrades or just a few. And then you know she sort of like basically goes on a revenge bender to try and oh, avenge yeah. them. Uh, yeah. That that was like I think a lot of that stuff was was pretty good and sort of the way it, it plays into that stuff. But the, my favorite one was this very small one. Uh, where you go back and you repair the the angles unit that blows up in the middle of the city. Yes. Uh, and you give right. So uh, I didn't. You have to tell me about that one because I tried to get that to trigger and it just that bugged out for me. Okay. I like faced so where the machine bu- was. It didn't wouldn't... bug out. I had to look up a YouTube video. There's a specific like rock structure that you have to step on. Yeah, it's not, a positioning okay. thing. It's like a positioning thing where like that's the only way for like the X prompt to show up. Uh, and it's okay. too bad because the dot. You should go and just watch like a YouTube and I'll, I'll, I will. let so, Alex but, explain it. Yeah, Alex, like, tell, yeah. give me the, the breakdown. The you basic watch just. It is you repair this robot and it sort of comes back online and starts talking to you and initially you're sort of like okay is this thing just sort of like we're going through pre-programmed sort of you know thoughts but then it starts like actually talking to you uh and you are amazed because you don't think that these robots have the capacity for consciousness but they like every right. other machine there it does so you go back a couple of times to visit with it because uh, it can't go anywhere. Like, it's just a head attached to a useless body at this point, and it just right. won't go. It can't do anything. So, like, it just wants you to come visit because it's bored. And mm. so you start to kind of talk through it and kind of go through some conversational stuff where it's just asking you questions, and then, you know, you, you kind of go through the motions with it. Uh, and then at the end, the last time you go and visit it, it's just like, yeah, so I really appreciate you guys coming to spend time with me. That was cool. Uh, but. <sighs> I have I'm really bored so I'm going to shut down. And then it just oh, shuts down no. and it asks you to repurpose the parts you used to uh to to repair it. It's like, "Here, you should just take that shit out of me cuz I'm not I'm not want to do this anymore." And then it's just like peace and it just shuts itself down. Cool. It's it's a you know, it yes, it is super depressing, but at the same time the way it's played is actually kind of like it's not as overly depressing as maybe some of the other stuff. Like it's a silly little bit that maybe has kind of a sad ending to it, but I liked the way they played sure. it. It's not it's not it's not too dour. It's just like you know what? I kind of see where this machine is coming from. Totally. Like, it is just a war machine. It doesn't have a developed conscience it, or conscious. It doesn't have mobility anymore. And it seems like it's making a choice of its own volition. So, sure. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm glad you checked donor on your on your card. Yeah. Angles, like, I'll try to use this parts <laughs> for good. I'll upgrade the sword, I guess. Um, anyway, so yes, if you want to go back to the the, the previous question, I just wanted to get let's that talk out about there. ending E and and also about because so so to set up ending E and again remind me if I'm getting this wrong because it's been a while. You know, you've done ending D or E at this or sorry C or D at this point. You've confronted the big AI. You've had the big fight between A two and nine S. And, and you made your choice the, as to which one you want to decide with. Exactly. And and for me, I'd done both of them already. Yes. Um, and I was doing the second one. And then you get this prompt that says, you know, they, they're, you're supposed to 
I, I'm trying to remember the exact like way it sets itself up, but one of the one of the pods basically says like, "No, this is not it. Like, I refuse to let this be the way things go out." Uh, and then kind of says like, "Do you agree, player?" Like, doesn't actually say the word player, but asks you to agree to it because it means that you will have to take a big risk. Uh, and Patrick, you wrote about this, so. I'll hand that part off to you. Yeah, I mean, you, you, if you say yes, then you sort of like participate in this credit sequence where you, you know, it's essentially a, a bullet hell game, and you're used to that because a lot of the hacking sequences are right. essentially bullet hells, and the way the game, you know, cleverly will change the camera angle, like, is definitely invoking sort of bullet hell uh, games. But like, you, you're you do it for a couple of minutes, and then it becomes clear like you can't win. Like, I, I sincerely doubt, although I never want to doubt the ability for people who play video games hardcore to, to like dispute me on this notion and maybe there's an ending f where you don't die in that ending um in a way but like if you um if you're like most people you end up dying a lot and then the game prompts you if you want help and you can ask for help and then you are surrounded by a series of five ships that allow you to not essentially cruise your way to um the to, to the end of these credits, and like you're actually blowing up the people that have <laughs> made this game as you're doing it, and then, at, but like as you accept that help, um, the music switches from sort of like a solo voice to a chorus, and like it's yep. like actually like oddly like emotional, like the way it, even though you're you're shooting the credits of these Japanese game developers, like but the way the music is tied with like all of it, and you have these messages in the background that are like in both cryptic and also like oddly encouraging that like you can do it and like get to the get to the end um and then you know you you finish it and, and you know that's where the game gets really wild with what it i guess I, optionally asks you to do in which you're you're given the option if you want to um you, it's revealed that the reason you got that help and the reason you saw names in the background is because those were other people who had written those messages and you got that help because someone else sacrificed their saved data, which then turns into those five ships. And so you essentially sacrifice your five your saved data so that you can help someone else if they need it so they can get to the end of that um, sequence. And it's – I mean I didn't think about it too long. I don't know about yeah. the rest of you, but I, I've never – I mean, I know it's a that Yokotaro has done this before. I know that Nier has a similar trick, totally. but I've I've never encountered that in a game. And even though I'm someone probably like both of you that generally plays a game once and you're done by the nature of our jobs, like it still felt weird to be like, I am 45 hours into this game. Yeah. And okay, game, just fucking take it, just delete it, just delete it. Because basically, All when I move on to the next game, you might as well delete it. There's really no <laughs> difference. Like, 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 tangibly, there is literally not a whole you lot of difference. Angles here. giving your parts to someone else. To, and they make you good. watch it. They make you. They dismantle your save. Like you well, go through that's the incredible. menus. I love that because there's already good menu stuff in this game. Mm -hmm. When you when you first start up uh, after the intro sequence and you boot up as to be in the first playthrough and you have to like set your brightness and all that stuff. And then as 9s, you get to see to your to be playthrough like setting all of your options. I love how they use the menus in this game already. And so then yeah, that ending is like or that moment is really great. And I understand why it needs to be an option. It needs to be a thing. You need to be able to ask the player, "Do you commit to doing this?" I I'm glad that there's an option, but also there's no option. No. If you said no to that. 
I don't want to know you. You're an inhuman monster. You learn nothing from this game. You know nothing of sacrifice, of honor. And don't come at me with the, I still had side quests to do. Dog, start a new game. If you're that dedicated, start a new game. Hey, but don't I had waste. tons of side quests I didn't do. Me I had too. tons of endings I never saw. I never got to the secret boss. I never did any of that shit. You know who has side quests to do? Me in real life. And you got to prioritize. Sometimes you don't get to do everything. You don't get in, to do it. In some to, ways it was to... freeing because I could say, now I don't have an excuse to why I don't see the rest of the stuff in this game because my save data has gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in some weird way, it also make, made me more likely to eventually go back to it one day, theoretically, because I don't want to go back to the save file from when before I was about to go fucking kill either A2 or 9S. I right. want to go back to the beginning. I want to go back into... I, you know, I said this before. But <laughs> Back one when of Pascal the, was so innocent. Was st- well, like the thing that was the thing that's so good about this game is early on in the game, there are so many spaces that feel like ratty and bad and dangerous and like uh, you know, just like a, um, even the places that are safe, like the amusement park, feel creepy. But by the end of the game, you miss what those old spaces felt like. Like by the time you go to the amusement park, once the zombification stuff happens. And instead of being, like, happy clown robots dancing around, it's just, like, an occasional zombie robot, like, barely being able to even reach for you to try to attack you because it's so weak. Like, oh, just bring back the good music and let these weird, creepy clown robots dance again. I love how it transforms that stuff. And so when I do go back to this game eventually, that's the version of the game that I really want to go back to and, like, see those places for the first time or see those places again for the first time as as a two you know or sorry as two b well so i and you know not to cycle too far back to the whole you know what does this game mean question or whatever but like if there was a prevailing theme in there it's this notion that as painful as it might be and maybe as misguided as it can be there's value in starting over there's value in starting Mm -hmm. fresh where you can when you can you know, the, and sometimes, obviously, that's not the best, as apparently was the case with that weird couple where that guy, that woman was just erasing that guy's memory over and over again. But, you know, in the case of, like, Pascal, as much as you want to say, like, no, Pascal should, you know, maybe just go on and live with what has happened and learn from it and exist. You know, there's also some value in the idea of, well, also not being burdened by that guilt for the for God only knows how many years that that <laughs> that. that that creature that that you know that person may exist uh there's some value in in maybe that person being able or that robot being able to start over and sort of you know kind of reapproach things without that burden and in your in this case you know obviously having your save file is not necessarily a burden down the road but i think there is value in if you're going to come back to this thing start fresh and in doing so give a piece of yourself to someone else so that they may benefit totally i think that for me, that's a, a good enough place to, to leave it off. Uh, unless anybody else has anything else they want to add about this. I, I, I feel like I could, the thing is, the problem is I could have this conversation for four hours. Right. Uh, I want to stop myself now because it's 9.30 p.m. <laughs> uh, and because I don't want to have this conversation for four hours on a work night. I do just want to very quickly say that I don't think there is any any way you can just survive that credit sequence without oh, me getting either. some help. I don't think There's so. A point I mean, yeah. When you get to the Square Enix like publisher yes. section, <laughs> it is fucking impossible at that point. Like they take forever to kill, they shoot a million bullets. There's just not much you can do once you get what that far. What if you far. could though? What if what if there's a secret 27th ending to near <laughs> Yeah, you have to you have to beat a meal. 
and you have to beat him 99 times, and when you do, finally, uh, the Square Enix section becomes tolerable. Somebody did email to say, well, why is Emil in this game after the ending of the last Nier? It's not the same Emil. It's a different It's a different Emil model. You can look that stuff up online. If you have any, like, plot questions, the internet has answers for you. you should the Emil stuff is interesting. Like, I, yes. even, like, you know... Alex, if you just watch, like, I'll send you a link to the, it's like a 15 Oh, I minute. watched, I watched the ending and the whole fight with him. Well, it's just because there are, like, explicit references to, like, he talks about near like, the character, like, there yes. are, like, really interesting things that are, like, even as someone that is not deep into near lore, like, like, it's also, you know, one thing that, so the last note I'll, I'll leave it on is, like, there is something profoundly interesting about the scale of... Like, most games that are sequels, right, or most games that have a fiction take place in such a small amount of time. And, like, what Nier does, what, you know, if you take Drakengard 3 as, like, you know, Nier 0, and then you have Nier, and then you have Nier Automata. Well, and then Drakengard 1. Drakengard 1 is actually the link between... Right, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, like, technically part of, like, a longer fiction, depending on, like, how you interpret, you know, different universes and stuff like that. But they're all connected, um... But there's a time scale that he works on and that this universe works on that is profoundly fascinating. Like, that's part of what makes, like, Automata work as well as it does because it's like that stuff happened thousands of years ago. It wasn't like right. Gears of War 3 to 4 where it's like, and 10 years later, like, yeah. right. shit's happening again. Like, which is fine, but they're, the scale that it works at, which, like, forces it to, like, in order to make that narrative work, it both A, allows you to ditch a lot of things, and then B, yep. forces you to really think about the consequences of a lot of those things in a way that I can't think of another series that works on on this time scale. And that that part has me now like, you know, I, I, I would love for him to keep working in this world, even if it's not near, right? Like, if right. it's, like, something Especially else. Especially if it's not near. Make a new, mm-hmm. like, you have Dragon Ball, Take you have Take me to that near. alien planet. What's right, up right, there? Right, why not? Right, and at the end of that, let Adam and Eve's weird spaceship land on it, and, and like, they're not in it, but <laughs> oh, some no. other bullshit is in there. Do you know what I mean? New yeah. biological organisms that they grew. It's people that they grew that are humans, <laughs> that you know, or whatever, right? That's what I want. Um, I, I mean, to, to your credit, too, or to, to your point, rather, Patrick, not to your credit, you I'll didn't do this. I'll take that, too. Uh, and Popola, their story is also really cool in this right, game. Yes, that yeah. is that references them as traitors or, or other devil and popular units as traitors in the original near. Uh, and here, like, they're paying for it. They're built now. They're, they, they've been reprogrammed to have a sense of guilt for what other robots, like other androids who were desi- their same design, their same models, did, even though they, they didn't do it. And that sort of stuff is really cool. Or even, like, the Black Scrawl, which is a thing in the first near, sort of shows up here. But it doesn't... It, it's not important that you know it might be the Black Scrawl. It might not even be the Black Scrawl. It might just be... It happens to be a weird thing that is on Eve's body that reminds you of the Black Scrawl. But that sort of, like, working inside of a big, you know, a huge canon. It's one of the benefits of having this big canon of, of different references and, and show or uh, uh, games and again stage plays and books and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Is there is a density in which in which if you're smart about it, you can be evocative without necessarily being like requiring deep reference for understanding. And I think that this game does that pretty well. And it's yeah. it, it's it's pretty remarkable at its ability to reward. Because I think there's a lot of games that have dense mythologies get wrong, like especially in our culture these days, where it's like, oh, there's you know, there's comic books, like they're like this this idea yeah. of like telling you know transmedia sort of like storytelling, like uh, 
like Nier has that to a certain degree, but it also has such a dense, complicated mythology. Like there's a version of writing this that only rewards those people. And I think right. also what this game does exceptionally well is that it rewards those people without alienating the people that did none of the work or even mm-hmm. I think like the three of us, like just enough of the work to get like a context and a framework. But I think like across the whole spectrum – it 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 is it is more rewarding the more you know, but you don't feel alienated for not having the time to have invest in that other stuff, and that's like a to really go play another fifty hour game, and then right. also Dragon Guard three, and then also Dragon Guard one. Don't worry about Dragon Guard two; that's not in the timeline. That's a different. <laughs> the connection from Dragon Guard two back is from an ending that doesn't exist in Dragon Guard two; it only exists in a side novel. God, high, high what school a high school beautiful. me would have been psyched to have a summer oh to just go through the Yoko Taro. Uh, chronology, but uh, unfortunately... I'm a little mad we don't have a video of the Yorha stage play, because there is... You find that thing in the computer that is the story of the third battle of Pearl Harbor, which they just <laughs> drop, which is an incredible name, um, where they're just like, oh yeah, the third battle of Pearl Harbor when the and- when the Yorha first met the androids, and it, it, gives, it goes into the deep like story of when A2 first met uh, Anemone for the first time, um, and the that is the stage play it's just rewritten as like huh. fiction which is okay. like okay cool i wish i had video of like japanese actors doing that stuff on a stage because that sounds wild that's gotta be that, that video has to exist somewhere we'll have to we'll dig around the end of the dark web has it the the <laughs> it's been uploaded to the black boxes on on our moon base so you just have to go up there <laughs> to check square enix pr own us any favors maybe they can dig something up i think if you defeat square enix's ceo okay in the new DLC. <laughs> he does. Uh, Square Enix and the Platinum deal. Uh, they, they essentially right. take the roles of Adam and Eve and you oh fight God. them in an arena. God, that's so good. Uh, related, related uh, uh, DLC. I just read that Gravity Rush 2 is getting near uh, Automata DLC. Cat can dress up like 2B. And Great. that's good. That's good. That's, that's the kind of crossover plus. I can get into. Yeah, do more of that. Good good year for Japanese games. Uh, I'm <laughs> Seriously. Really thrilled. Really thrilled that we found time to play uh, this game that I think for in, you know, I was going to say in a, in a less busy year, for whatever reason, somehow I think I would have skipped it. But here it was like almost like things are so busy that I wanted to like, no, I'm putting my foot in the ground. I'm going to play this weird thing. I'm going to play this weird thing that's from a, a developer who I've heard good things about. And I know there are other big games I'm supposed to get to, but no, I'm going to get to this one that's a little out there. Uh, I, I owe it to games to do that. So oh, what an adventure. I'm, I have it out of my system now. Finally, we've done our part. Yes, we've, we found our cause. We found our play robot. Game God. of the year 2017. Oh, right Jesus. now, come on, get on board. I, mean, I, I I sat there and I tallied it up and I tried very hard to think <laughs> of a way in which that is not currently my game of the year, but it doesn't. That isn't the thing. Like I literally put Zelda down and I put Horizon down. I, I have not touched those really, games Horizon since I got out this year. I got dedicated to beating Near. Uh, Alex, go with God to Goaty this year if you need moral <laughs> support. I like, I, I we, may call you up at some point. Yeah, just put on the, the put, yeah, just put on the phone. Put us on speakerphone. We'll just start yelling. <laughs> I what if we so I don't even know that Nier is going to be my game of the year this year but I'd be happy to craft a watertight argument with you Alex <laughs> for that game to bring to those arguments. We'll we'll collude. We'll find some way to to get the message out there. 
Absolutely. Well, uh, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having where can me. People, where can people find your things on the internet if, uh, if people so don't already know? I'm, I'm on that Twitter. Uh, I am okay. uh, Alex underscore Navarro. Uh, I, I also work for Giant Bomb. If you want to GiantBomb.com is a website of video games and, and some other stuff. Uh, if you are not a Giant Bomb premium subscriber, this you is serious. Be. You should you should be. One, you get to watch Fast and the Furious with, with the people from Giant Bomb. That's been great. Two, you get to watch the Giant Bomb East team. Play through all of Yakuza Zero, which, which has been a gas so far. It is amazing, which is so good. It's been such a good year for games so far. Go do that. It's worth it just to see y- y'all's reaction to the thumbs up that one of the Yakuza Zero characters did <laughs> in the last in the last uh, video. So go do that for sure. Thank you again, Alex, for coming through. Thank you for Patrick. Having me. Patrick, thank you as always for for being my guy or my guide into this world of sad robots, and for for being my co-host here on Waypoint Radio. Of course, I think it's going to do it for us today. I have no idea when this will go up. Um, we'll figure that out at some point. But regardless, either the nearest Monday or nearest Friday, mm. you'll be able to hear more of us. Mm. Do you know Waypoint. what you just said? Mm-hmm. What? What? The nearest Monday or nearest Friday. What are the... Mm, mm. Fuck off. I'm <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you just figure it out? Yes. That wasn't oh intentional. Oh, God. God. Oh, no. I'm deep in the... I'm... Uh, You're in the turn shit. Off, turn off this I'm podcast. I'm going to end this right now. <laughs> Catch you guys in the future where there are lots of sad the robots. nearest future. I'm going to delete my memory of this. <laughs> Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.